This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. This is Media Week at Ozpod, our second podcast from the Ozpod uh, Podcasting Convention, the second one here being held inside the ABC. I'm joined by Media Week's Crudy Joshi. Hi, Crudy. Hi, James. And our special guest, Claire Tonti, Creative Director, Co founder. Planet Broadcasting. Hello. Hi, Claire. Hello. Thanks for having me. You've just been on a panel, haven't you? I certainly have, yes. What were you chatting about? Oh, we were talking about monetizing podcasts, I guess, and how to quit your day job and get into this whole podcasting game, which we've been lucky enough to do. Can I point out that the session name was uh, very handily named, I Gave Up My Day Job? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. And when we talked to you earlier for the magazine, I think I was talking to you a little bit about how you transitioned from a primary school teacher. Yes to podcasting, it just seems like a career jump like no tomorrow. So can you talk us a bit through that? Absolutely. It's funny though, because being a teacher, I think actually prepared me perfectly for being a podcaster because you're always thinking on your feet. You've got to be really creative. You've got to come up with solutions and you've got to talk a lot. So that's, I think, a really wonderful thing about um, why I think we got into this podcasting game. I also uh, thought there was something that wasn't mentioned on the panel, that we didn't just quit teaching cold turkey. We scaled back our hours Mm. until the business was viable enough that then we could start working in it full time. So we kind of did that for about four years, four or five years, kind of cutting back our hours in teaching. So um, it enabled us to kind of not take a really scary jump into the unknown, if that makes sense. Was the original, did you ever think it would be a business when you first started or was it just a bit of a hobby? (laughs) I love how she just shakes her head straight (laughs) away. Oh, no, oh, no. No, no, it was just fun. It was, it started off as um, uh, something to do on the side, I guess, particularly for my husband, he started on YouTube. So it was just a week to week thing. He actually did an internship at the ABC for a week. Um, and just thought it wasn't for him. He didn't want to hustle and get coffees and try and be reliant on someone else to get stuff made. So he'd throw himself into teaching and do a creative pursuit on the side. And so it just grew organically that way. Now, in terms of primary school, like you're, you know, somewhat of a before life before you yeah, started podcasting, yeah. what, were you teaching a specific grade? I, I was started with prep, so five-year-olds, but I also teach um, five and six-year-olds. Uh, up to five, six as well, so 12-year-olds. Right, so people who are listening to this, they might be thinking, what a crackhead, why is she asking you that? Now, the reason I ask you that is that in primary school, you, well, kids aged five to six, you really have to run them through everything, including putting a full stop at the end of their sentences. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I guess audio is a bit like that, isn't it, where you have to take your listeners on a journey. So did that kind of help unknowingly? Oh, 100%, because when you work with kids, you have to be so explicit, you have to be so open open and honest and creative to keep their attention and and uh, also yeah kids need a lot of detail and explicit detail so yeah it really helped in the audio space and also I guess professionally I talked every day for eight hours seven days a week you know as a teacher so moving into audio seems like a piece of cake compared so this, to that I think this podcast is going to be a breeze for you in that sense <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that but it's uh yeah it's certainly a lot easier than teaching teaching's wonderful job but a very difficult job was it somewhat scary when you stopped um you know you did say you scaled back but when you had to eventually come to that decision to stop you know give up your day job essentially and then focus everything on this planet broadcasting project that it had brewing on the side Mm. was that a scary prospect uh 
Yes, in some ways. Uh, I, I'm sure it was scarier for the, our friends and our family who weren't quite sure what we were even doing. Um, but I think at that point, we've been generating enough income, much more than we were in teaching. I mean, teachers don't really get paid anywhere near enough, I think, for the amount of work they do, the important job that they have. I mean, some of my friends who are teachers are the most creative, much more highly skilled organisers than I am um, and deserve to be paid more than they are. But for us, we were earning much more than we did teaching before we left. So it actually seemed like a no-brainer. It was actually a lot less work because by that point, we could actually just... (laughs) work one job rather than two So you didn't have to jobs. put full stops at the end of sentences anymore? No, no, exactly, exactly right, yeah. <laughs> tell us, so tell us what is Planet Broadcasting now? What? Now, so it's a network, a podcasting network and a YouTube channel as well. So it started with Mr Sunday Movies, the YouTube, and then it's uh, from there we created the podcast The Weekly Planet with um, James and his friend Nick Mason, and then from that we started... Uh, jumping on board other podcasts that are kind of comedy based and based in Australia and are all wonderful and unique in their own way. Um, I'd started monetizing James's show for about a year beforehand and I thought, well, if I can monetize his, why couldn't I monetize other Australian shows and friends of ours who are comedians that we know? And so it started there and now we have 15 uniquely Australian shows. We cross promote them to grow their audience and hopefully the plan is to get everybody paid. Yeah. So obviously you have your own husband's podcast, which is Sunday... The Weekly Planet is the podcast. The Weekly Planet. And then he also has a different persona as the Sunday movie guy? Yeah, or? The, that's YouTube. So YouTube okay. is Mr. Sunday Movies, and then the podcast is The Weekly Planet. And you, I know your Twitter handle is what, Mrs. Sunday Movies, yeah, I think? Yeah, Mrs. Sunday Movies, yeah. <laughs> and, Shameless. Obviously, <laughs> oh, why not, bro? If you have something, why not take it off? Why um, not? Exactly. In terms of, you mentioned that you have 15, um, a slate of 15 different podcasts yes. on that is your podcast as well Certainly. so tell us a little bit about that sure absolutely so my podcast is called just make the thing and you can find us on twitter at, at make the thing um, and it's a show really for people like me who uh, want to start something creative and and struggle to keep it going so for me in in the past i love organizing things and helping other people to be creative which is why I'm, i was a teacher but i never did anything for myself or i'd start little projects and then give them up you know i've been a wedding singer to uh, you know all kinds of things I'm a, I'm, I've been a musician and sung in musical theatre but I've never quite kept things going and I wanted to start something that was just for me and over time what's happened we've sort of recorded now about 10 episodes with a friend of mine Chanel who's a lawyer with the Department of Justice but she's studying to be a yoga teacher so she's changing tack and building a creative life and we kind of use it to document how we're creating Planet Broadcasting. But also, I'm interviewing people like Claire Bowditch, um, Australian musician, or you know, Jamila Rizvi, people who are living and working um, creatively now, because I'm curious about how they keep doing it. Because I always give up after the first little bit. <laughs> and so, this is my attempt at creating something um, and supporting people. And we've just had so much response from our audience. Who So many people have something they want to do, whatever it is, whether it's a podcast or it's art or it's drawing or writing a song, something that they want to create for themselves. So that's, it's kind of my way of documenting that. Tell me, the, and I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but just on that <laughs> podcast, does, sure. does the person's desire or their ability to do it reflect how much they really want to do it? Do you, does that come into it or is it just time management that's more, more the issue? So, you know what, sometimes I think people can want it too much. Right. And it stops them. 
often when I've spoken to people about their creativity, it's that they have this thing that they want to do, but they're too much of a perfectionist and they think it has to be perfect and I'm not good enough. So why would I start it? So, and there's this real sadness and I think a struggle. And I know for myself, I'm the same. I want it to be so perfect that I can't get it to be what I want it to be. So why bother doing it? Mm. And um, there's a really wonderful book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And she talks about this wonderful thing where she says, who cares? Just make something. Something is better than nothing. And that's where the name Just Make the Thing came from. I saw an interview with Ira Glass and he just said that. If you've got a podcast or whatever it is, just make it. Don't wait for permission. Don't worry if it's not perfect. Just get something out there, you know. I love Ira Glass. I have a quote that I look up to from him. Um, also, you know, going to your point earlier, it resonates with what um, Charlie Clawson, who's a part of TOEFOP, and I'm coming to that mm, too as well, yes. um, <laughs> had to say um, just in the conference earlier this morning, James, which is, you know, two things. Just start your podcast and then just keep it frequent, which were his two tips. And you also interviewed him afterwards, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, he... He, I think he had four points he said he made in there, so I don't know if you well, missed he, two of them. No, no, no. He said two points. <laughs> but no, he said he had he four messages. He must have added two later. And, and, the, um, and our podcast went longer than his whole presentation. So I think we pretty much got everything that, sure. that he, he, all the points he made. So it was great. Could I ask you about your audiences? Certainly. Now, you, you're called Planet, which sounds pretty ambitious, but you seem <laughs> to have a massive following outside of Australia too. So talk a little bit about how that grew and did you yeah. push it or was it all organic, a bit of both? What happened? Beautiful. Um, no, it was. It sort of happened organically really. I guess part of it was the content. I mean, YouTube's a global platform and James started that um, releasing weekly movie videos, so movie reviews and movie news, which is international, so it wasn't Australia-specific. And I think actually being Australian on YouTube doing those kind of movie news and reviews in his style, which is really comedic and funny and irreverent and silly, was unique. And so Americans love Aussies. You know, it's that whole Nicole Kidman kind of Russell Crowe sort of shtick. And and so that's why we managed to grow this um, American audience through YouTube. And then from that, the Weekly Planet, he cut parts of the Weekly Planet up, put it on the YouTube and taught people how to find his podcast through that. So I think that's really where that really big stable base from the US and also the UK came from, being Australian, putting it on YouTube and having those people kind of be strongly engaged with it. I think it's, yeah, it is, it's also that that their irreverent style is unique and I think that would be my advice to anyone creating something whether it's a a book or a podcast or whatever that you've got to find your voice and not be try and be something but find who you are and um, put that out there to people in a really genuine way and I think that that resonated with our US base yeah and audience Um, and so yeah that's how we grew our international following we have Seven million monthly downloads. No, stop it. <laughs> <Across> <laughs> to show up across <laughs> YouTube and across we'll just YouTube keep ours, Mum James. <laughs> well, our, our digital uh, guy Sam sitting here. I hope you didn't hear that. Did you, yeah. Sam? <laughs> Seven million uh, monthly audience mate. downloads. Slightly, slightly bigger than ours. Don't say no, bullshit. You're a swear word over there. Oh goodness, ABC. Better be careful. Well, that's very Sam, impressive. That's, that's, that's the number you should have on your that wall. Is very impressive. But having mm, talked about that, you. Um, you know, one of the biggest podcast success story is Will Anderson and Charlie Clawson's TOEFOP. You mm. managed to sign them on, and being a relatively new network, mm. how did you manage that? 
I guess one of the things was that Charlie is a huge Weekly Planet fan and has been for years and years. So when he and James started becoming friends on Twitter, Charlie um, reached out to him and they've just been chatting a bit about what we were doing. And when he saw we started Planet Broadcasting, he reached out to us to just ask why we were doing it and how we were getting sponsors because I had found sponsorship for James's show for the whole year and Tofop had never been sponsored before. So that was kind of how it started. He's a big fan. It was weird actually when we met because we were so nervous. We were like, it's Charlie Clawson. And then we met him and he was nervous meeting James, which is so strange because he was fanning out over James and we were thinking, what, we're just primary school teachers from Melbourne. This is really weird. So um, it was a really lovely kind of connection. And then we met up with Will as well and we've just got a similar ethos the shows James actually this is a really lovely story James grew up um, as a teenager listening to Will on the bus on the way to school and was a huge fan of his show on Triple J and I think one of his inspirations for his show is Will and then meeting him and then Will coming to him asking him for advice around how to monetize his show was such a spin a head spin but a wonderful (laughs) kind of you know, kind of meeting of mind. So I think they've got a very similar comedic kind of outlook. And also they're interested in our UK and US reach um, because, you know, TOEFOP is primarily Australian at the moment. That's a great example of how a teacher can become a student, hey? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. But I just asked you about those ads. I think, is it Empowered who's the first sponsor? Oh, no, no. Uh, Movement Watchers. So I'm wearing one at the moment, I knew it was an M. I I (laughs) actually got motivated to go to the website uh, and have a look while I was listening to the the podcast to, to see what it was all about. It's great that you're a good ambassador of the brand, obviously. <laughs> so is that Australia? Is it an Australian company? No, so it's they're a... based in the US, but they're international now. Oh, okay. So a lot of our brands we work with only ship within the US at yep. the moment. So we've, but luckily some of them are starting to branch out into Australia. So, um, and Movement is one of them, but they are very similar ethos to us. They were two blokes who dropped out of uni who wanted to have fancy watches and couldn't afford them. So started their own company and they're uh, kind of really... They're I affordable guess, sort yeah, of they're really style affordable. or something, isn't it? I they don't that's a really I'm nice one. Too, yeah, they're really lovely, but they're also affordable and well-made. And it's a weird spelling, though, isn't it? Just MVMT. Yeah, that's yeah, right. so MVMT. They could probably be a sponsor movement. on Media Week, James. You, <laughs> well, you never know. They're doing a big push in Australia at the moment. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, can can I also ask you, sure. was it – I don't know if it was strategy, but having a mix of YouTube and – uh, audio, mm. did that help, you think, those two being able to sort of maximise what both platforms offer? Definitely, definitely. And social media as well. We use Twitter and Facebook. Um, we also use Patreon as well, which is a donation website to build community and Reddit as well. Mm-hmm. So there are Reddit forums. Uh, I think part of, yeah, our strategy really is just to be on as many platforms as possible. So we also host our podcast on YouTube. So people who like to listen on their desktop while they're working or whatever can have it up on their desktop. And we have kind of 50,000 people subscribed to that channel who listen every week. So um, yeah, it was absolutely part of the strategy um, to try and diversify and and, um, hit as many people who wanted to do download or be a part of our content that was the same reason why we did our charity campaigns too every year because we really hugely believe in the power of connection and community and our community is this wonderful funny engaged clever group of people who love to listen to our shows but also communicate with each other and create fan art and donating to our charity campaigns is sort of a part of that I think too okay 
I don't know how many more questions James has, but I want to pitch a few podcast ideas to you for you. Oh, gosh. Ready? Okay. 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 Here we go, Creedy. A life in the day of, uh, sorry, a day in the life of a primary school teacher. Because you've got to have your own frustrations, right? Oh, gosh. Do you know there is an underground movement of teachers who are fed up with the system who I want to tap into but can't talk because else they're scared of losing their jobs. I've actually. No, you just a have a bunch of anonymous teachers yeah. come in, they talk. And it could be anything from, a, you know, raising issues in the public, mm. uh, in the system, to just any, like, annoying little habits that frustrate them out from kids. I reckon that would be funny. I'd listen to that. It's so funny you say that because I literally have that whole thing planned yeah, too out. Too late, Crudy. Sorry, next. No, 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 <laughs> no I've got to At least I know issue. I'm going down the right <laughs> well, track, yeah, right? Yeah. It's, it's a good okay. idea, though, right? You know, but yeah. the issue but is right. second with the time See, at least someone's listening it. to my ideas, yeah. okay, James. Next one. <laughs> okay, no. rude as. Um, <laughs> the second one, you mentioned that you were um, somewhat of a musician before. You did, um, yes, you were a wedding singer? A bit of a wedding singer. I did a bit of musical theatre and I used to gig in bands and There's got to be something. songs and... There's got to be something there, a day in the life of a rising singer, maybe. Oh, God, failed singer. How about that? Well, no, you just get <laughs> well, other people in. more interesting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You saw you chronicle your journey. I'm sure, like, there have been struggles and funny moments. And, you know, mm. if you were a wedding singer, you would have had some hilarious moments from there, like a drunk uncle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, so many. <laughs> One time I was singing at a wedding out in the Dandenongs and something happened with the bride's dress and we only had, like a couple of minutes of this song to sing when she was going to walk down the aisle because they only wanted this very specific part and she only, it would only take a couple of minutes and we they told us to start and then the mother and the bride kept just doing this and going, come on, keep going, keep going. So I sang it about 20 times, just this like two lines of a song with like an instrumental <laughs> over and over again while they were fussing with their dress or whatever. So, yeah, <laughs> there's been some funny stories. See, exactly. See, I'm sure you can come up with the oh, whole gosh. podcast series. Just make it a 10-parter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Creed. That's it. I should employ that's you. It. And that's it. All right, bye, James. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, Claire, what's on your to-do list at, uh, at Planet? What do you, where do you want to take it? What do you want to do oh, within the, I guess, you know, six months, a year, whatever? Yeah. Uh, look, there's so many things. Uh, one is starting to make more content, I guess. Um, we've got a, some really exciting ideas in the pipeline I can't talk too much about, but okay. we're looking for funding for those, really. Okay. I guess for us, the flip side is finding more sponsorship and brands for but, all of us. But our now shows. you've got a, you know, a business model, you've got mm. a track record. Can you do that? Because you probably can't when you're starting up, can you? But yeah. for people who've never done it, but can you go out now and look for funding for new brands and new ideas? You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I continue to do that too. I think for us, it's about, I'm a team of one at the moment. So I think in the future, we'd love to ha grow our team, have a small team, but a bigger team in sales so that we can keep finding new brands and to work with. And I can maybe make that a primary school teaching podcast. Oh, um, yes. But where, the other when thing, you do, yeah. just go, just name drop, you know, inspired I by. Oh, well. I will. <laughs> Supported by. Yeah, Supported. exactly. Yeah. I guess the other thing we're looking at doing <laughs> is... WTF, is this girl? <laughs> <laughs> the other thing we're really um, excited about is making some web series, so some more live stuff um, oh, on YouTube. Yeah, with our podcasters and some live events. So we're looking at maybe a festival next year and a few other exciting bits and bobs, so... Yeah. That'll be nice. Yeah. Was, do you still? I don't want to get too dodgy about your finances, but do, no, no, that's is, all right. Is, was you, do you, is YouTube still the biggest source of income? No, is it's that, about 50 50. Okay. Yeah, all right. 50 50. Yeah. You're a YouTube partner? 
We are. We're with um, Defy Media at the moment. So my husband's actually, that's why he's not here today, he's in LA going on some YouTube shows in oh, America. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, which is exciting. So, uh, But yeah, so about 50% comes revenue stream is still through YouTube and the other 50% is from our podcast. Yeah. yeah. Gee, always, always hustling, eh? Always right. hustling's my jam. That's what I say. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, giving it a go. Yeah. Giving it a red hot crack. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. Look, that's great uh, getting to meet you, getting to hear your story. And, you know, oh, it's just, thank you. It's going to be fascinating. My, and maybe you'll finish on this. You know, one of my challenges is the time to listen to stuff, you know. It's, mm. um, gee, it's hard, isn't it? I mean, you guys, you guys have got 15. I mean, I couldn't even fit that in without listening to anybody else every week. So <laughs> you've really got to make some hard decisions, haven't you, about what becomes part of your regular audio diet. You know? So true, so true. I find I listen everywhere in the car. I listen while I'm washing dishes. I listen, you know, if I could listen in the shower, somehow I probably would, you know, just trying to find sneaking in time. We're experimenting too with shorter form shows for that reason um, to try and cut down. But then James's show is an hour and a half and they, oh, yeah. I don't know where those guys find the time. On a good day, listen. it goes a bit longer sometimes. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it's long. Exactly, you know, so uh, yeah, I agree with you. There's just so much amazing content out there. It's, it's um, you have to be picky and choosy about what you listen to yeah, fantastic mm. uh, planet broadcasting check it out folks yep oh, thanks guys. and before we end it yes. mediaweek.com.au and also find us on twitter and facebook at mediaweek AUS James you need to start doing more of those <laughs> you do oh can I do one too then yeah, go on, go yeah. for it. so you can Lay find on. us at planetbcasting.com or on twitter at planetbcasting and I'm Mrs Sunday Movies on twitter um, and my podcast is just make the thing so get on board See? wonderful learn James <laughs>